Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, November the 4th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, candidate, which means one that aspires for an office, a membership, or award. Candidate. Hope everyone is enjoying their week thus far, and the week is near and almost ended. Like I said, it's Thursday. Friday's right around the uh, corner. Man, has been uh, quite a fast week, if I could say that, short week. But, uh, Looks like Durham has elected its first African-American woman mayor. Well, it really wasn't a surprise. Uh, She wasn't running against anyone. The uh, one-time would-be opponent uh, dropped out after, or maybe even right after the primary, I believe. And the third candidate up, of course, you know, there was a write-in for him, and um, that fell short. So it looks like uh, Judge O'Neill is going to be Durham's uh, new mayor. I thought she was the first woman, but apparently she's the second. The first woman uh, was uh, uh, Mayor Sylvia, and I hope I'm saying her her name right, Kirchhoff, and that was back in 1993. She served two terms. So, um, wow, I, I, I good luck to, to uh, Mayor O'Neill because uh, she's certainly going to need it, especially here in Durham. Has a lot. Go- we have a lot going on here in this city that that really and truly needs to be ad- addressed. So, uh, hats off to her. Good luck. Godspeed. We'll see what happens. Maybe she can turn some things around. Durham certainly needs it. Certainly needs it. Like I said, she's the first African American uh, woman mayor. So, good luck. All right, let's move along here. Uh, <laughs> all I can say to this next story is G. What took so long? Uh, Looks like Raleigh has fired that investigator or detective that used that top-notch confidential informant aspirants to um, entrap. Let's just call it what it was. It was entrapment. You know, the the would-be CSI or the top-notch confidential informant was uh, using, of course, brown sugar uh, to to say that people were selling him heroin or he was selling heroin to them and the detectives and all the police they knew what he was doing they knew that that the drugs were were not real and they continued to use them where Raleigh has finally uh, fired that investigator what took so long investigation no investigation I I think at the start you knew that you you discovered that um, he knew he knew that the drugs that were being uh used or bought or sold were fake and he continued and you continue to allow him to stay on the force uh, under your investigation with pay gee what took so long I guess that's the investigation process whatever what do I know what do I know and also man looks like governor a uh, former governor uh, Andrew Cuomo of New York has been indicted last Thursday for a misdemeanor misdemeanor sex offense here you know he resigned under those allegations and and of course you know the uh, state attorney general took over the investigation and she believed or found those those uh, allegations were true 
So he resigned and looks like uh, the sheriff's office there in, in Albany uh, went ahead and filed the charges. Misdemeanor sex offense. His lawyer is questioning the sheriff's handling of the investigation, saying that um, he didn't even notify the, the district attorney's office what he was doing. Coincidentally, side note, also, maybe, uh, you know, one time Governor Cuomo has said that it was a political witch hunt. Looks like that uh, attorney general is now uh, quite possibly mistaking or could be filing to become New York's next governor also. Maybe, maybe Governor Cuomo was on something. <laughs> Looks like, uh, Governor, I don't think they were. Uh, it was a political witch hunt. If it was a political witch hunt, I'm sorry. If it was a political witch hunt, you provided the witch. <laughs> Let's just say that because uh, that misdemeanor sex charge goes back to that the, the the accuser who came forward and said he groped her in the mansion. That uh, groped her. Uh, he stuck his hand up under her shirt and rubbed her breasts. Oh, governor. <laughs> uh, whatever the case, he has the charge now. Gats to report to uh court on November the 17th, I believe. Uh, I guess that's the proceeding, the preliminaries to start the process or, or continue on, whether it be trial or whatever. But man, governor, wow, what a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. Well, like I always said, those in glass houses, those in glass houses, governor. And also uh, in some sporting news, looks like the guy I predicted to win the MVP of the year is out for the season. Derrick Henry is out with an ankle injury. Man, hate to see that. I really do. Like I said, uh, Derrick Henry is that premier running back. He has been that premier steadfast running back in the NFL for years. But he's out for the season, ankle injury. Man. But the, the Titans, the team he plays for, the Tennessee Titans, have activated uh, Adrian Peterson and uh, someone else. They went and got those guys. We went and got those guys. Adrian Pre- Peterson is that top-notch NFL core, uh, running back also. He just is. He's a good running back. So maybe the Titans can still pull it together. But man, I hate to hear that about Derrick Henry. I really do. I, I, I honestly do, man. He's a good running back. I love to watch that guy play. I'm not a Tennessee Titans fan, but hey, Certain athletes, certain t- uh, people, you just have to sit back and watch and just enjoy what you see. And he is that one. A man-man among boys. Uh, powerful running running back. Just, just all the way across the board. Hate to hear that about him, man. I really do. I really do. Well, let's go get it. We got a lot. Well, this next piece is... Um, Seems like we're going back, if I can say that. Now, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, now we all remember the war on drugs of the 80s and 90s with the uh, crack epidemic. Now, that, that uh, what spurred out of that was uh, it led to mandatory minimums, which led to mass incarcerations of black and brown citizens here in the U.S. I mean the obvious sentencing guidelines for selling or even possession of crack versus powder cocaine had many in the black and brown community uh, it just led to a, a, a large portion of their lives spent behind bars 
in prison. Now, like I said, it looks like uh, we may see these same sentencing guidelines again. If the Biden administration has its way. Now, this time they're targeting those that are selling, quite possibly those that are using opioids or synthetic drugs, that fentanyl. Fentanyl mixed with the, the heroin, cocaine, in the pill form also. So now it looks like the Biden administration is, is tackling that opioid crisis that we hear, we have here in the country. Now, the, these proposed guidelines of placing these drugs in the restricted category or schedule under a new law has many civil rights and criminal justice, justice reform groups bucking up against the Biden administration. Now, these people coincidentally are the same ones that elected him into office. Hmm. So what's the problem? It appears they have found fault with how, as they feel, the administration is going to target those of the black and brown community again, just like that 80s and 90s uh, drug war, war on drugs. Looks like we're right back around, uh, turns right back around again, this time with fentanyl and opioids. Back down memory lane. There's an old song. I can't remember who sings it. But yeah, it looks like we're going right back down memory lane here, folks. And this time it's going to be the uh, fentanyl versus crack and powder cocaine. Now, this this so this 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 new uh war on opioids has found uh one advocate for the uh leadership conference on civil and human rights up in arms, sounding sounding the alarm already. Now, and I quote here, this um, advocate says, since the inception of the war on drugs of African-American and Latino people, they have borne the brunt of the enforcement. The approach of, uh, the first approach of uh, uh, incarcerate and ask questions later, that's that's pretty much what was done during the the, the crack war, the epidemic. Now, she follows up with, uh, in recent years, she's saying about 70% of defendants charged with fentanyl-related crimes have been people of color. And that the new Biden Biden plan, as she says, will worsen those racial disparities in the system. Now, also, uh, there's another group, the... uh, Deputy Director of the Sentencing Project, which is a group that aims to reduce long prison sentencing, is also not supporting the new Biden plan. Or to have a lot of these groups that at one point in time, uh, let's face it, hey, they, they they were back in Biden. Now they have him in place. He's in office and they're saying, hold up, wait a minute. That's, that's pretty much not what we want to have happen. I wonder if he somehow, some way uh, set up some kind of deal with him or or whatever, of course, he's a politician, career politician and that, and it's showing, hell, it's even showing in his, uh, <laughs> this infrastructure bill he has, there's a lot of programs he's cutting, or proposed to have cutting, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that, now, she goes on to say, as she sees it, it's not the drug kingpins, it's not the traffickers, it's the people on the street who honestly, once they are taken off the streets, are replaced the next day. So she's saying that, you know, the approach of uh, 
arrest and sentence versus finding out what's going on, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, whatever is leading to, uh, once again, quite possibly, yeah, that's true, um, mass incarceration of black and brown people on the low level end. That was the same argument we had with uh, crap. Guess what? Looks like we're going back down memory lane. Now, she goes on to say, yeah, that's reminiscent of that crack epidemic. And it is. That was the approach during the crack epidemic. Arrest them. Get them off the streets. Sell it. Don't care. And they were even targeting uh, those that were using also. Side note, uh, and I really, I got to be honest with you, I really didn't uh, know until I was doing research for this. What they're saying is with that that war on crack that, that the side where it was the, those that were in possession or using, more or less using uh, small amounts and they were sent away to jail, uh, a huge proportion or a huge number of African-Americans or black American females were targeted. So that, that's where we had that, that uh, time or moment in history where a lot of black women were in, in prison. They were addicted to crack and, and they were pregnant. And that spurred the term crack babies also. So that war on, on crack, man, it, it, it hit on so many levels. So many levels that we're now discovering or finding out or learning that we can we can honestly say, yeah, that was that war on crack, it tore people's lives apart. Not just the using or the the dealing, but the incarceration rate for just what would be uh minimum you you would think would be little to nothing and let a lot of black people a lot of black american uh, uh women they were placed in jail now the office of the national drug control policy chimed in also encouraging law lawmakers however to fund biden's budget request that by the way that includes a 10.7 billion is billion with a b to expand access to substance use prevention treatment, recovery, and harm reduction services. Now, that um, what's also came up in this, because the, the Biden administration and certain members of Congress and, and the House that are b- behind them are saying they're trying to determine the scientific side of it. What the effects are, not only what the effects are of these uh, fentanyl drugs, but also how it's made. Which, coincidentally, another side note that I discovered really hadn't gave much thought to or really even didn't even know is that and I didn't know this that when when crack which was what was first on the scene those that were those that were when they were arrested for crack in the early years about a year or so into it that were just starting out they really when they were arrested they were receiving uh misdemeanor charges because at the time they're saying that the the government and law enforcement really didn't understand the chemical makeup of crack and when they a lot of times when they tested it it would come back as bacon soda because that's what crack was cut with that's how it was made one of the the chemical makeups of it so when they tested it they couldn't test it and when they tested it they didn't see the uh couldn't find the, the the cocaine in it all they found was the bacon so it's a lot of uh, people were released or charged with a misdemeanor i guess he would say intent i i guess there is a charge for if you i guess selling fake drugs <laughs> but that was that was that's what i found to be i just found that odd 
that in the early years, a lot of people escaped serving long-term sentencing because uh, apparently the test kits weren't that good and they couldn't determine if, if cocaine was even in crack. All they could find was the find was the baking soda. Wow. That was amazing. So that's what they're they're also saying the Biden administration is putting this plan together to to test that the scientific uh chemical makeup of fentanyl to determine the effects of it and, and how long the sentencing should be also. But those advocacy groups that, that are, are, are saying, wait a minute, hold up, quite possibly we're getting ready to travel down this same road. We just start locking people up and we don't even know what they have. If, it, if what we're accusing them of is actually what they have. So therefore the Biden administration is saying, Hey, well, we, we can implement a plan where also we include um, governmental scientists that can, pinpoint and tell us more accurately what it is if it is indeed fentanyl because what has happened and and, and the biden administration is saying by by putting this proposal together with that scientific makeup or, or having these scientists on the government payroll is like a safety valve for allowing judges to vacate or reduce prison terms of people convicted of certain crimes related to fentanyl type substance substances substances hmm now, what 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 this entails or, or what they're finding now, because they're still learning about it, I guess. They are. They just are. Apparently, there was an Ohio man that was sentenced under a, a mandatory statute. There we go again. He received 10 years for allegedly distributing a fentanyl-type substance. substance. Now, the court later reduced the sentence to three years after finding that none of the drugs were highly were of that highly restricted substance substance fentanyl and quite frankly after they found out it wasn't even diagnosed or or determined to be legal illegal at all so when they did the tap the testing they went deeper into it uh, they were saying well there was such maybe it was such a low level of, of fentanyl they said we really can't charge them so they reduced his sentence to three years that goes to what those advocates are saying with that the policy previously from the crack epidemic and now with the fentanyl, the, the arrest and ask questions later, which led to mass incarcerations, which led to a lot of low level, uh, I won't even say drug dealers, but users being placed into prison for years, decades. Uh, just like with, with this new, with, with the law now with fentanyl, I believe that was the mandatory minimum. If you got caught with a certain amount of crack or, or, or any amount of crack, you came out the gate doing 10 years. So these advocates are saying we've, you've got to uh, include something if you're going to truly impact this fentanyl epidemic. You got to include something in these sentencing guidelines where there's a, a, a safety valve that says, hey, we, we really got to dig into to find out what this is before we start sentencing. There certainly is a, 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 a many levels to this. Now, the Biden administration, of course, is in, in the White House and Congress and the House and the Senate. They're trying to get this law on the book before January 28th of next year because they're, they're saying that's when the current statutes expire for the these fentanyl type drugs so they want to get this law on the books before january 28th and you have these advocate advocacy groups that are saying hold up wait a minute um you might want to do a little bit more research and gather some more data and 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 really find out 
how um I guess the chemical makeup of fentanyl because that seems to be their biggest their 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 biggest uh crawl with the administration if I can say that is uh, they don't want to see a repeat of uh the crack epidemic that crack epidemic and that war on drugs uh, coincidentally I I was uh, I, man how old was I when I know I was uh, I want to say huh I may have been in the eighth or ninth grade when that really and truthfully started. And I mean, you had the preliminary under the Reagan administration and, and you had a further implementation under uh, Bush senior. And then it comes uh, President Clinton who had to uh, take it up and, and really, really step it up and, and implement those um, these new these new crime laws from uh, the previous two administration. And that's what started that mandatory minimum. So yeah, I think I was about the eighth or ninth grade coming in when I can remember the war on drugs. And I can remember a lot of people, a lot of people, users and drug dealers were getting slammed with time in prison. And, and coincidentally, if I'm not mistaken, that's also when they lowered that age for who could, who, uh, could serve or be charged as an adult also. That you know, previously it was what uh, 18. If you did a crime at 18 and they bought you before the judge, you were an adult. And then, I, if I'm not mistaken, they lowered it to 16, 15 or 16, somewhere around there, even 14. So now they're 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 revisiting the thinking, and you are supposed to learn from your mistakes. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be convicted of of, of a drug offense if you're dealing or you're in possession, but the disparity between uh, uh, crack and cocaine at that time, as it relates to the time that people were receiving, uh, the, the, the quantity with crack, they were equating it with um, the same as having powdered cocaine. So a lot of people, they would have a small amount of crack and they were looking like, well, that's the same amount of cocaine. So we're going to give you this. We up the law and we up the sentencing. And, and, and yeah, a lot of people were just hammered, man. They were slammed. It certainly was a, a dark time here in America. I could tell you from firsthand experience because I would see people that I grew up with, that I knew, and and to see them uh, carted off to jail. Even the, like I said, even the users. It, it, it was, and it, it just, I'm not going to say it wasn't fair, but it just, it, it made no sense to just throw a user in prison. I mean, they were using, it wasn't like they were out selling. I mean, they were harming themselves. Yeah. Harming their families. Yeah. But it's obvious they had a drug addiction. I mean, uh, I, I, I now we now know, or, or we hear that uh, a drug addiction is a disease. Uh, some say it's a mental disease also. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. About that. But we have learned a lot as it relates to uh, um, how we, we view sentencing as it relates to drugs. Not just the dealers, but the users. So that's what they're saying also with fentanyl. Hey, you can't lock these people up if they're using because they have a disease. It's not a crime. It's a mental problem. Find out what's what's in the uh, what's in the drugs or, or what 
is the person's uh, mental hangup, if I can say that, to make them use like this. And 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 coincidentally, I don't know which is worse, crack or or, or fentanyl. I'm leaning more towards fentanyl because a lot of people, like we like I've reported previously with with fentanyl, these fentanyl laced drugs, a lot of people. Um, it's not the first time they've used it, but it certainly is the last time they use it because they end up dead. That's the catalyst for me. You're using a drug and your high is death. If that makes sense, your high is death. That's your high. So, I mean, maybe it is a mental problem. or An addiction is a mental problem. You know, like I said, I grew up doing that crack epidemic and I saw a lot of people getting locked up. I saw a lot of people doing crazy things to get hold of it too. I mean, we all have. Yeah, we all have them even in our families. We just do. So yeah, they're 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 um they're attacking old President Biden's uh plan for this war on fentanyl. They're saying, hold up, let's learn from the previous uh our previous dealings with, with crack. That we can't just can't we just can't throw everybody in jail. We're gonna have, we're gonna go back to those uh, that mass incarceration, prisons being overran, prisons having to be built. Uh, we could talk for for hours on that the the monetary side of the war on drugs as a, as it relates to the the prisons and the jails that were built that had to be built because they were locking people up so quick and fast for so uh, long a time. A lot of the, the, the cities and, and counties and states couldn't keep up. So they had to uh, build more prisons and jails. So a lot of companies that were in that construction or building or financial backing were making money off of others' woes and sorrows as it relates to drug addiction. So these advocacy, advocacy groups are saying, no, we're not going back down that road. That's a lot. That, that's that's just not how we do think we want to do things moving forward. So there's they're saying to President Biden, hold on, rethink your plan. We know you want to get it out before January 28th when this new when the old uh, statute expires. But if you're going to put a new statute on the books, we want it to, to help not target a specific group of people, meaning those of the black and brown community. That's just what that crack epidemic did. That great war on drugs. That's just what it did. Just did. Um, we certainly, uh, man, we're, we're, we're right back down this road again, just with a different drug. It's the same old two-step. Uh, this country, uh, we we have a, and it's been, you know, it's been reported a lot that uh, the United States consumption of drug, I, I believe if it's not the top Worldwide, it's close to it. This country does have a drug problem. Many say it always has had a drug problem. God, but to think that you're just locking people up like you did with crack, where you just simple possession, you you would charge uh, pretty much as a drug trafficker or a drug kingpin <laughs> for for crack versus powdered cocaine. Yeah, that was a bit too much there, buddy. Yeah, and I, I think we've now learned from our mistake my mistakes. We have, and we're saying to ourselves, and we're saying to the lawmakers too, hey, don't just lock people up. We need to find find a better way because a lot of these people that were locked up for crack, down the years, down the line, we found out it was an addiction. 
and now they're saying it, it was it, something it's mental something mental that is it's a it's a disease to be addicted to uh these drugs i guess it is maybe i don't know but anyway the biden administration and they're, they're having a huge problem getting this and that infrastructure bill good lord he, he they're cutting a lot you ran on a platform of, of of helping people but you're cutting the programs coincidentally that a lot of people were uh saying that that they were afraid president trump was going to cut and here you go cutting it also get that budget to get that this 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 new uh infrastructure program of building back america through a lot of people up in arms president biden may be a, a one-term president by the way maybe he needs to be just maybe and to that justice let me say something to that, that justice department or, or whatever that that was proposing or, or theorizing of giving those immigrant or migrant families uh, down on the border a $450,000 check each. That was foolish. That's buffoonery at its highest. Nobody's going to co-sign on that. <laughs> no one. You're breaking the law and you're going to get a check. Well, Durham has a new program with that $500 check from uh, convicted felons. Is that the norm now? Also, I guess. Well, I'm going to get out of here. That's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer, feed, ank- offer feedback. Excuse me, Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.